This episode of the NASCAR Betting Preview Show is sponsored by Atlas Hair. Now, guys, I just got one question for you. Are you ugly? Yeah, we thought so. Lucky for you, we've actually got something for that. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances to help quaff that mop into something straight out of Hollywood and smell like you're the guy she's going home with tonight. Half of our products also contain a hair thickening ingredient to help those of us who are getting a little thin up there to make the most of what we've got. Get started today at atlashair.com and use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We can't fix your face, but we could at least give you a fighting chance. Atlashair.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-H-A-I-R.com. Hello and welcome to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show. This is the Xfinity Series edition of the show. My name is Mike Bachman at MV Bachman. I am your host. Thank you guys for tuning in and joining me today. We've got so much to talk about, guys, from everything that happened at Daytona. Of course, we are going to preview the upcoming Xfinity race at Atlanta, the Raptor King of Tough 250. I mean, across the board, there's just so much to break down, so much to digest, because uh, I feel like I could not breathe for the majority of that Xfinity race that that we saw on Monday night. We had to wait until 9 o'clock to finally get some Xfinity Series racing, but what a way to just put a bow on Daytona weekend. NASCAR is back. We're back in full swing, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get down to business. Grab your favorite beverage. Let's get into it, uh, because... Yeah, the Raptor King of Tough 250 is this upcoming weekend, but King of Tough could not be anyone else than Austin f***ing Hill. Austin Hill wins his third straight Xfinity Series opener at Daytona, joining Dale Earnhardt, Tony Stewart, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. as the drivers to accomplish this. Senior and Stewart have done it four times in a row. This was an absolute masterclass by Austin Hill, but a masterclass in it very different fashion because this was not an Austin Hill just hammered down, leading the field dominance. Uh, This was Austin Hill who not once, not twice, but three times drove his way through the field to get back up front and park that number 21 in victory lane. I mean, Austin Hill has to be the greatest super speedway racer in the history of NASCAR. Like, I think that that is certainly on the table. I don't think it's far-fetched at all because just the magnitude of what he was able to do by shooting himself in the foot with pit road penalties, uh, he gets caught up in a, in a wreck, doesn't necessarily get a lot of damage, was still able to continue on, and just time after time back against the wall was able to just maneuver that number 21 back up front and, and, and hold it. It was just absolutely incredible. Um, and it cannot be understated just how difficult this is. You know, we talk about super speedway racing, and I feel like there, I really feel like it is a common mis- misconception to just think that super speedway racing is, you know, far and away the easiest style of racing that there is. I mean, again, I'm not the one in the race car, I'm the one behind the mic. I don't know if that's true or not, but understanding the unpredictability understanding what goes into these super speedway races from a from a team perspective from a comms perspective like for austin hill to do what he did 
giving the entire race, the entire field, a gift to finally dethrone him and for somebody else to finally find their way to victory lane. Austin Hill was there for the taking, and he still showed up every driver and every team to get back to the front and win this thing. Um, And time and time again, he just comes up clutch and he's able to get the job done. And this is exactly why Austin Hill is three to one on super speedways. It's exactly why he's three to one this weekend at Atlanta. Like, and you know, the next guy is down there at 10 to one, whatever, whatever the lines open up at. I mean, it is just absolutely ridiculous. Are we going to start betting Austin Hill? I mean, probably not because despite the dominance, the inherent nature of this racing remains unpredictable. And it just takes that one incident to ruin your day. But Austin Hill, in typical Austin fa- Austin Hill fashion, is able to get the most out of his equipment, is able to rise above uh, when his back is against the wall. And man, that post-race interview, just seeing the energy, the fire out of Austin was, was awesome. Um, because, you know, a sore spot last year, certainly hanging over his head, I would have to believe, and missing the championship four and coming back with that chip on his shoulder to just take the field to school uh, in an entirely different way and just say, no, like, I'm back. This is my race to still win. And you are never out until, you know, you're in the garage, really. So it is just incredible to see the display of talent that Austin Hill has uh, on these super speedways, how difficult it is to accomplish that feat. And now three straight years in a row, uh, you know, the more things change, the more things stay the same. And Austin Hill remains in victory lane. Sheldon Creed continues to finish second. (laughs) I mean, just absolutely amazing that it did come down to these two former teammates. Uh, And Sheldon Creed did have a chance there to to take over the top spot from Austin Hill. Uh, But Hill, that 21 was just way too fast. And even with a little bit of damage, aerodynamically, uh, you know, a little bit of a deterrent there, he was still able to get his way to the front. And once Austin Hill is at the front, he is damn near impossible to pass. Um, So hats off to Austin Hill, that 21 team for, you know, not succumbing to adversity and, and overcoming all of it. Uh, to get a win, just absolutely magnificent stuff um, and a masterclass in an entirely different way that we're used to seeing on on these super speedway races. So I have to talk about Austin Hill and give him uh, the benefit because, or give him the credit really, because it was just absolutely unbelievable. Um, But this race as a whole, I mean, the first half, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of whatever, you know? I mean, Jesse Love had a lot of really great speed won the first stage, um, you know, but things got kind of got drawn out a little bit. Uh, second stage kind of was a little bit of the same. And then, you know, stage three, man, I feel like I was, I was so dialed into that stage. Um, just the edge these guys were driving with, man, it was unbelievable. I mean, the battles up front between Riley Herbst, Austin Hill, watching them bob and weave and not give an inch, the runs, the closing rate, I mean, capitalizing on all of that. It was crazy. It was I tweeted, I was like, this racing is on crack. And it was like, I was like, holy smokes, waiting for it to implode, waiting for the big one to happen. But we never really got that. And it was incredible to watch these guys control the race cars, uh, run as close as they were together and and not not hold back. I mean, 
you know, Herbst and Hill and Ryan Sieg, man. I mean, some of the runs they were getting and some of the moves they were making had some, I mean, these guys with some serious stones to pull them off uh, and keep control of their car to not wreck the entire field. Just an incredible display of driving, I thought. Um, I mean, I, I felt like I was holding my breath the whole time, my face turning purple. And when we could finally take a breath, I'm like, <gasps> and gasp, dude, like for air. Like it was so competitive and just really, really good stuff. Um, and it certainly helped the fact that we were just, I feel like I was sweating um, just all of, you know, the, the bets that we did have that, that we put out on the podcast. Uh, because, man, let me tell you something. It was looking really really good if this race ended on lap with uh with 20 laps to go i mean it would have been an absolute hell of a day for us but this is super speedway racing it's unpredictable um and you know despite how great the racing how great the racing was you know you just can't really predict these things because chaos ensues and the turning point of this race from a betting perspective was the multi-car crash with eight laps to go uh, Sage Karam giving Cole Custer a little bit of a shot, sending Custer into the wall, taking out him, Karam, uh, Justin Allgaier, a handful of others, and resetting this field um, and virtually giving Austin Hill the chance to uh, get back there and, and seal the deal. Um, we, we were so close, and we had so many drivers that were right there for the taking. But unfortunately, as a result... Uh, we come home with a bagel, um, and we we don't have any winners here this weekend. Um, just to recap the bets here, we had four outrights. We had AJ Allmendinger at twelve to one. We had Sheldon Creed at fifteen to one. Riley Herbst at twenty two to one, and Ryan Sieg at seventy five to one. Hats off to Ryan Sieg, man. I feel like he's got to be the story of of the night. Um, doesn't have the finish to show for it, but that 30, uh, 39 car was wicked fast. Um, really, really impressive. And just really great to see because Ryan Sieg still searching for his first career Xfinity Series win. This team, I gave him a lot of disrespect in my Ford preview, I got to be honest. Um, but this team, certainly a rebuilding year in 2023. They just didn't have any speed. Uh, but coming out here and doing what they did, I mean, Ryan Sieg, man, was a, was a legit front runner and a serious contender there. Uh, but unfortunately came away with a poor finish. Um, AJ Allmendinger was able to fight back. Uh, he comes away 10th, uh, Sheldon Creed runner up. So he was kind of the quietest of, of, of our outrights. Honestly, he was hovering there. Um, around 10th place for most of the night. Uh, and then finally was able to, you know, poke his way up front and challenge Austin Hill, but he comes home with yet another runner up finish. Riley Herbst. I mean, uh, Riley Herbst had one of the fastest cars of the day to compete with Austin Hill. Uh, unfortunately gets that penalty on the restart uh where nascar deemed that he that he hung back was not square uh with the leader and got penalized uh but was able to rebound and rally to finish sixth so riley herbst man continuing to uh you know capitalize and carry the momentum from last year now six straight top tens uh dating back to last year and then uh, Ryan Sieg, as I mentioned, Ryan Sieg, unfortunately, you know, he comes home with a 22nd place finish, but average running position at 10.4, let a handful of laps, just in, in incredible stuff for that number 39 team. They have to be incredibly encouraged with the product that they put out. Um, but unfortunately, you know, our outrights don't hit our position props. We had AJ Allmendinger top five, Riley Herbst top five, and Haley Deegan 
top five. Really disappointed and felt really terrible for Haley, who um, did not get many laps in this one. Uh, an unfortunate bystander, you know, for for a wreck early in this race, and her day ended early. I hope that is not foreshadowing what we are going to see from Haley this year. Um, hopefully, that she can kind of just put it in the rear view and look ahead to Atlanta, try and find some consistency um, because we want to see her, you know, complete races. We want to see her be uh, semi-competitive and and you know potentially challenge for some top 15s, if not top 20s. Uh, but just uh, an unfortunate turn of events uh, to start her Xfinity Series campaign. Uh, not great. And then our manufacturer props. We had Sage Karam, top Toyota at 6-1. to one. Um, He was right up there uh, before setting off that, that late race wreck. And then he gets wrecked out. Uh, Parker Kligerman we had at top Chevy at 10-1. to one. He unfortunately uh, got caught in some early race shenanigans as well and didn't have really anything else. Uh, to really show got a lot of damage and then Parker Retzloff top Chevy at 20 to 1 we were one spot off as Austin Hill came away the winner but Parker Retzloff a third place finish uh, now in uh, what is it three trips to Daytona no finish uh, worse than seventh Um, really incredible stuff there for that number 31 I mean Jordan Anderson racing as a whole hats off Jordan Anderson himself finishes 30 uh, well finishes fourth in the number 32 Jeb Burton, he was running up front for quite a bit, but then he got spun out late in the race. Uh, so Jordan Anderson racing, much like RSS, they have to be incredibly encouraged with what they saw. And now entering Atlanta, another opportunity uh, for super speedway racing. We'll see what these boys can do. Um, but despite not coming away with any winners, I was really pleased with the way that we capped this. I was pleased with the picks. Again, Virtually everything was live outside of uh, Deegan top five and, and, and Kligerman top Chevy uh, late in this race. Um, so you can't really ask for much more than that. You want to be in contention, but that's why it, as good as it could look, anything can happen at, at, you know, uh, at any point. And that's why we exercise caution with these super speedway races. We, we bet extremely small, small unit sizes. Um, you know, and we look for, we look for value because, you know, we were one spot away from a 20 to one top Chevy bet. Uh, Ryan Sieg 75 to one was looking really good. I mean, that's a serious long shot outright. So you pick and choose your spots when you can. I was happy with the way that we approached this race. So hopefully we can just get some good luck entering Atlanta. Um, because I think there's, you know, you're probably going to be betting a lot of the same guys as you did at Daytona. Got a little bit of variety this weekend, but certainly like a lot of the same drivers uh, that we had at Daytona. So should set up to be another great race. But again, Austin Hill cannot be stopped. Um, he's probably going to win this weekend at Atlanta. I'm not betting him. Uh, that just is what it is. You know, bet him at, at bet, bet, bet him if you if you'd like. I, I'm personally not going to pay that price for him, even though he profiles as the guy to win. Uh, so with that said. Let's put Daytona in the rear view. Great stuff. Oh, before we do, um, I do just want to say this regarding the broadcast. Um, that broadcast was absolutely hot garbage. It was borderline laughable at, at certain points. I mean, between botching the race winner call, uh, saying that Sheldon Creed won the race and then having to kind of Chinese fire drill it and, and you know, say Austin Hill won the race. And then the best dude, and not to pick on it, because it's honestly a little 
embarrassing. Um, but when Adam Alexander's like, there's a caution for debris, and then they pan and there's like six cars wrecked. And it's like, how do you, like, I just don't understand how they miss this, man, and how, you know, it seems like it gets just more and more careless. Um, I don't really know, but I will say, a bright spot. I was really happy to hear Andrew and Andy Petrie's voice in the booth. Um, would have been absolutely hilarious if Sheldon Creed ended up winning that thing uh, with Petrie in the booth, but I would love to see Andy Petrie in the booth a little bit more. Now, the bias with RCR is incredibly apparent, um, so it'd be nice if he can just kind of, you know, take off his his managerial hat and just put on his broadcaster hat, because I was a big fan of Andy Petrie uh, when he was a consistent regular in the booth years ago. I think he brings great perspective, and and if nothing else, like, um, I think he's just a, you know, he's a good name to have. I just want to say, like, it, you know, Fox broadcast, laughable at times, but Andy Petrie, nice little breath of fresh air. Um, just wanted to touch on that real quick because, uh, you know, that's part of the product and we're watching. So um, we'll see how Atlanta how Atlanta goes this weekend. But let's now officially put Daytona in the rear view and talk about the race at Atlanta. We got 38 drivers entered for this race. One car will not qualify. The notables for this weekend, uh, Ryan Truex in the number 19 for Joe Gibbs Racing. John Hunter Nemechek will make another start in the number 20 for Joe Gibbs. Jeffrey Earnhardt's making his first start in the number 26 Sam Hunt Racing Toyota. And Jordan Anderson is back in the number 32 uh, for Jordan Anderson Racing. This lap, or this race rather, is 163 laps. We're going for 251 miles. Uh, stages are 40 laps, 40 laps, and 83 laps uh, to end it. Teams will get four sets of Goodyear Eagles for this event. Austin Hill, the defending winner of the spring race. John Hunter Nemechek won the race in the summer last year. And guys, the weather in Hampton, Georgia looks beautiful. It's going to be chilly. The low Saturday night is 29 degrees. That's freaking cold for Georgia. So make sure you dress warm if you're heading down there because that's going to be a cold one on Saturday night. But we got clear skies, no precipitation. Mother Nature, thank you. Thank you. That's all we'll say. Just thank you. Let's take a look at the odds board. Courtesy of Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, let's take a look at where some of these drivers are priced. Austin Hill, up at the top in a league of his own, plus 320 to open. AJ Allmendinger is there at plus 800. John Hunter Nemechek, plus 900. Justin Allgaier also at plus 900. Those are the four drivers that are shorter to 10 to 1 odds. And then we have a duo of Sam Mayer and Cole Custer at 10 to 1. Sheldon Creed, 12 to 1. Uh, Parker Kligerman is 14 to 1. A pair of drivers. A uh, pair of Smiths, Chandler and Sammy at 15 to 1. Riley Herbst is 16 to 1, so the price getting shorter for Riley. He was 22 to 1 at Daytona. Uh, he's down to 16 to 1 here at Atlanta. Jesse Love and Ryan Truex are 18 to 1. SV Jesus, 22 to 1. Shout out to him. Uh, you know, a pretty solid debut at Daytona, finishing 12th, overcoming some, adver- uh, some adversity, and finishing the race. Uh, so that's really all you could ask for for SVG. But he's 22 to 1, as is Brandon Jones. Jeb Burton and Josh Williams are 33 to 1. Ryan Sieg is 35 to 1. So an incredibly shorter price for Sieg than the 75 to 1 we got at Daytona. Uh, Parker Retzloff is 45 to 1. And then Jordan Anderson, Anthony Alfredo, Jeremy Clements at 50 to 1. Jeffrey Earnhardt is 200 to 1, as is Haley Deegan. So there's a look at the odds board there. 
Um, and let's take a look at the betting markets because we have a card to break down uh, from head-to-heads to position props and much more. Um, so we're going to break these down and see if we can uh, bring home some winners here, get ourselves back uh, to our winning ways and see if we can make up some that we lost uh, at Daytona uh, to start the year. You know, Atlanta, yes, another super speedway, but a little bit more predictable than the traditional Daytonas and Talladegas. Um, this race could get strung out a little bit um, with guys just ripping the top. So it could be a little bit of a snoozer, but um, you know, the stages and things of that nature certainly uh, up the ante a little bit with points on the line. So um, at one, at some point, you're going to see these guys uh, get back on their horse and get the job done. But I have one head head one head to head matchup this week. I had none for Daytona, but there is one that kind of jumped out. Um, and in doing some research, I really like. Uh, so what do you say we start with that? It's going to be Jeb Burton over Josh Williams on Caesars. Jeb Burton is minus one twenty to Josh Williams, who is minus one ten, and we are taking the Jeb Burton side of things here. Uh, per win the race info's pre-practice qualifying rankings, there's a 20-place discrepancy in favor of Jeb Burton here. Um, I value win the race's pre-practice qualifying rankings quite a bit, especially as it relates to matchups, because these guys are obviously matched up for a reason. The books expect them to be particularly close. Their outright numbers obviously um, reflect that, being that they are priced exactly the same. But when you have a 20-place discrepancy uh, on those rankings... That is incredibly eye-opening um, and shows that maybe there's something a little bit more here. Um, so in looking deeper, Jeb Burton, three top 15 finishes on this surface of Atlanta. Uh, the other finish is a 16th, so one spot away from a top 15. And look, Jordan Anderson Racing, their speed that they brought to Daytona, uh, it was incredibly impressive. I think that they will have good speed here at Atlanta after showing that at Daytona. And Jeb Burton, he's been known for his super speedway racing. Uh, it's the best opportunity for him to come away with top 10s. I mean, he, that was his lone win last year at Talladega. Um, so I like Jeb Burton to be a top 15 car. I think that's what he's going to need to do to win this matchup. Uh, as for Josh Williams, I still don't know what we're really getting here. Again, this was the Josh Williams coming out party last year when he parked the car uh, at the start finish line and, and you know, got his uh, 30 seconds of fame and became a fan, a fan favorite. Um, he did finish ninth here in the summer though. So it was a good rebound, uh, in the second race, but again, still a lot of unknowns with this 11 car, how Williams is truly going to look behind the wheel. Um, so I'm going to take the Jeb Burton side at minus 120, uh, over Josh Williams on Caesar's Sportsbook. Uh, it's the only matchup that I have on, on the card. And, um, I think it's one that, you know, we'll be able to uh, walk away with here. So Jeb Burton, over Josh Williams, uh, and the price there is minus 120 on the Jeb Burton side of things. Two drivers there, kind of deep, deep, deeper down to the board, and you know that was one of the things that I was really calling for this year was uh, you know more variety of matchups. Give us some drivers that are you know going to be running in the top 15, top 20 that aren't going to be the front runners. So uh, really like that fun little play there. Let's talk position props because there's a few here that I like. We're going to start with Parker Kligerman. Uh, top five plus 180 on Caesar Sportsbook. Parker came as close as he's ever have, as ever has, has ever has, as he ever has. I don't know. Uh, you know, words or something. But Parker Kligerman, he was very close to winning <laughs> this race last year. Comes in ranked fourth per win the race. Odd info's pre-practice and qualifying rankings. 
I mean, we we saw the speed out of RCR last week. Uh, just incredible stuff. Big machine as the alliance with that team. So uh, you're certainly going to get a little more of an advantage there. Uh, and I like Parker a lot this weekend. I see him as a top five car. He's put together good results at this at this type of track and on these super speedways. You know, it was a short end to his Daytona day. Um, so I like Parker to kind of rebound and put that number 48 up front and a top five and almost two to one odds, I think is good value for what you're getting for Parker. So, um, that'll be the first prop on the card there. Secondly, I like Ryan Truex to finish top five at plus 250. Also on Caesars. Truex has been awesome here. Two trips, two third place finishes, average running position of 8.2 in the races he's run. Um, I'm I'm not only going to take at the top five, but I'm also going to take Truex to finish as the top Toyota at plus 360, also on Caesars. Um, You know, when you're talking about these JGR Toyotas, I think Chandler Smith poses the biggest threat uh, to Ryan Truex here. I'm going to talk about Chandler later on in the show. Um, But the small sample that Truex has been able to put together is enough for me to take uh, not only his top five, but, you know, bet on him a little bit more in the top Toyota market at plus 360. When you take a look at the other Toyotas uh, in this market here, you have John Hunter sat there at the top at plus 165, Sheldon Creed at plus 220, and Chandler Smith at almost three to one, which that too is actually a pretty decent number. And then Jeffrey Earnhardt is 12 to one uh, in that Sam Hunt racing Toyota. But for Ryan Truex, again, two for two at finishing top three. Uh, I'm playing it a little safe for the top five number at plus 250. His top three number on Caesars is uh, five to one. Wow, that's that's pretty awesome, actually. Um, that's very intriguing. But I'm going to play it safe, uh, getting about half of that um, at plus 250. And then to get him as a top Toyota, plus 360. He was the top Toyota here uh, last spring. So why can't he do it again? Um, I like Ryan Truex here to uh, cash both of these. So give me the top five. Give me the top Toyota, both on Caesars Sportsbook. And I'm going to take Riley Herbst again, not his top five number, uh, but I'm going to take his top three number at plus 450 and take a little bit more of a risk here with Herbst rather than bet his top five. But I think it's warranted. Uh, this is also on Caesars Sportsbook. That number 98, man, was incredibly fast at Daytona. Um, the f- I mean, all of the Fords. Uh, SHR was the closest to competing with RCR speed by a mile. Uh, I thought last week or, you know, on Monday, I feel last week we're a couple of days removed. Right. But um, point remains. <laughs> but I, I really like Riley and the consistency he continues to to find and build. He has yet to finish top three at Atlanta and on this new surface. His best finish is fourth in 2022. But this is a new, improved, rejuvenated Riley Herbst. Um, I continue to love this kid. And I'm going to take him at almost five to one odds to finish a top three plus 450. Again, you're almost getting that with Ryan Truex, um, but I'm going to take Riley Herbst to finish top three. If you're looking for his top five number, that is priced at two to one. So still a pretty decent number there for top five. If you want to play it safe, I'm going to take his top three. I think he's got the speed capable of, of doing that. And I think he's going to be a contender for the win here again this weekend. So Uh, Give me Riley Herbst, top three, plus 450 on Caesars. And those are my props that I got on the card for this week. In addition to Ryan Truex, top Toyota, I'm going to take a group bet here. Group C on Caesars. We have Shane Van Gisbergen at plus 210, Josh Williams at plus 225, Jeb Burton at plus 225, and Parker Retzloff at plus 330. I'm going to take Parker Retzloff to win Group C over these three. 
uh, because that's very long for a driver who just finished third and and the United Rentals 300 um, over all of these guys. SVG, solid debut at Daytona. Again, respectable 12th ever after overcoming adversity. But there's still a lot of unknowns with SVG. It's, it's his first time in Atlanta. It, you know, how is he really going to be able to perform? Um, what can he take away that he learned from Daytona to apply it to Atlanta? I think it might be a little tough. Um, so I'm not interested in betting him as the favorite. I already talked about why I'm fading Josh Williams this week. I just think that there two are not enough things that we really know about the driver about what he's capable of in this car um so i'm gonna fade josh williams a little bit more i think the main competition here is with jeb burton and for the price that you're getting for retzloff at such a longer shot compared to the rest i'm gonna take him retzloff ran as high as fifth at atlanta in the spring before an accident took him out um i feel like it's very much a dead heat when comparing him to his teammate and just the fact that his price is so long compared to the rest of these guys, I think Retzloff is an interesting play here. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I like Retzloff a lot this year. I think he's an under-the-radar driver that just is not getting talked about enough because of the equipment he's in. But after what Jordan Anderson Racing showed us at Daytona, I think Retzloff will be able to keep it clean uh, and be able to trump these guys and, and take home this group. So at plus 330 odds, I like Parker Retzloff, and I'm going to take him to win Group C over Van Gisbergen, Josh Williams, and Jeb Burton. Let's talk outrights. There's only a few I got. I'm kind of teetering back and forth here. Um, I got two right now on the card. I am deeply considering another one that I had on my card last week at Daytona. Um, but I am going to start with Chandler Smith, 15 to 1 on Caesars, the best price I've been able to find for Chandler in the books that I'm in. He's around 14 to one. I mean, very, very similar. I would still play him at 14 to one, but I really like this number. Chandler Smith has been very strong here at this new Atlanta, despite having an average finish of 24th. He qualified on the pole in the summer. He owns the second best average finish or the, sorry, the second best average running position uh, behind Austin Hill. He ranked fourth in true performance at new Atlanta per win the race.info. He quietly finished fifth at Daytona. I I mean, Chandler Smith just really just kind of flew under the radar and kept it clean, finished there at the end. Um, I really like what Chandler has been able to do in these races. It, the results just haven't been there for him, but understanding he's going to qualify in the top five, I think that is a, there's a very real chance of that. Chandler has been very good in qualifying. Um, expect this number to move as a result, trying to get ahead of it a little bit. Um, and Joe Gibbs Racing, man, these Toyotas, uh, I certainly think that they're going to continue to show uh, their strength. And, you know, I think Chandler Smith is, a, is getting a little disrespected in comparison to the rest of his JGR teammates like Sheldon Creed and John Hunter Nemechek, who are a lot shorter. Um, and then Ryan Truex is the set there at 18 to one, who I'm also particularly interested in, even though I don't have him on the card in the outright market. Uh, but I do think there is a case to be made, uh, especially knowing the results that I, uh, that I had mentioned earlier, but Chandler Smith, 15 to one, I think the talent you're getting, the car you're getting, and, um, you know, the results not indicative of the finishes, uh, I think, is worth a bet for me. So I'm going to take Chandler Smith at 15 to one. I'm also going to bet Riley Herbst again at 16 to one. 
trying to keep this and get ahead of this number once again. Um, but I do think Riley's going to have speed and a car capable enough of winning. He showed that he is not afraid to take risks and and put that car up front. Riley wants to control the race. He's not content with being that second place car. Um, so he's going to try and get the job done. And I think Atlanta presents another great opportunity for him, uh, potentially for Cole Custer as well. Those Fords, man, the SHR camp, they they brought it. Um, we'll see how it translates once we get into more traditional racing on the intermediates and, and things like that. But that, but I told you, man, there, there seemed to be something really encouraging and brewing in, with SHR's Xfinity program. Wish it would translate over to Cup, but uh, don't want to jump the gun too soon. Definitely want to see what they bring here at Atlanta. But I like Riley at his price at 16 to 1 uh, once again. In looking at some other drivers, uh, you know, Parker Kligerman, 14 to 1, is certainly interesting. I was looking at Brandon Jones, honestly. Um, Brandon Jones is another driver who just has not put together the results. You know, last year was uh, far and away one of his worst years in his in his Xfinity Series career. Um, but Brandon Jones was competitive in this race last year. He was running up front. He led laps, uh, just kind of fell out there at the end. I can't remember exactly what happened at the end of that race. Um, but regardless, uh, doesn't have the result to show for it. But 22 to 1, he's 25 to 1 on DraftKings. Um, it's an interesting, he's an interesting driver. And at that price, you know, it's certainly intriguing. So I am looking at Brandon Jones. Um, I don't have him yet, but I'm not opposed to playing him. And I got to be honest, I was looking at Ryan Sieg again, 35 to one, 40 to one is just shorter than I would like. Um, but you cannot deny the speed that that 39 car had at, uh, at Daytona. And again, that 39 car top 10 running, a position at Atlanta. He just has to be there to finish. Um, but I do like Ryan Sieg again a lot this week. Uh, you know, even a top five at six to one is interesting. Um, but right now it's Chandler Smith and Riley Herps in the outright market. Uh, I am really looking at Brandon Jones again. He's 25 to one on DraftKings. Uh, and then Ryan Sieg is 40 to one on DraftKings, 35 to one on C on Caesars, excuse me. But I do think that there's a lot of opportunity here. It's a very interesting board. A lot of drivers priced uh, in a lot of the, in virtually the same range. Um, but that's what I got for you. So quick little recap before we close up shop. Head-to-head uh, -head market, we got the one matchup of Jeb Burton over Josh Williams at minus 120. In the prop market, we have Parker Kligerman top five at plus 180. Ryan Truex top five plus 250. Riley Herbst top three plus 450. In the manufacturer and group market, we have Ryan Truex, top Toyota, at plus 360. We're taking Parker Retzloff to win Group C over Shane Van Gisbergen, Josh Williams, and Jeb Burton. That's plus 330 to Retzloff. And then in the outright market, Chandler Smith, plus 1,500. Riley Herbst, plus 1,600. Thinking about Brandon Jones at 25 to 1 as well. Um, and... You know, Ryan Sieg, if you want to place a little lunch money on a, on a 35 or 40 to 1 bet, um, certainly not opposed to that either. But that's what I got for you. So just like that, another show in the books, man. Let's cash some winners. <laughs> I mean, let's, uh, you know, let's do it. It's a, it's a tough start to the year, being the races we have. Um, but again, you bet small, we can overcome it. Um, so I like what we got this weekend. Atlanta should be another fun race. Uh, so... Let's have a day. Let's have another day. So what do you say? 
we close up shop. Before we go, guys, you can support the NASCAR Betting Preview Show on Twitter at NASCAR BPS and YouTube by subscribing to the In Between Media YouTube channel. Make sure that you are dialed in and following along during the NASCAR season. Once again, thank you to our sponsor, Atlas Hair, for their support, and make sure to use promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order with Atlas Hair. If you'd like to stay connected for additional analysis throughout the season, make sure you're following me at MV Bachman on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review. Let us know what you want to hear on the NASCAR Xfinity Series and what I could do to help make this program more interesting for you. I'd love to start getting some some additional people on this show, man. I mean, as much as I love hearing the sound of my own voice, I'm sure it gets nauseating at times for you guys. Um, so definitely I'm looking to bring on some other handicappers, some other uh, individuals and creators in the space. Uh, so definitely want to you know incorporate some of that so it's not just me blabbering away here uh, every single week and get some other perspective. You know what I'm saying? So... That's all good, uh, but we will we will get there. Regardless, let's catch some winners in the Peach State. Sound like a broken record, but come on, man, let's do it. Uh, good luck with your bets, and as always, please bet responsibly. Enjoy the sweat. We'll break it down next week and preview the upcoming race at Las Vegas. Thank you so much for listening. I'm out.